0: We're talking Shock Drops today. Are they really what they used to be? Or are Shock Drops just another release? This time on Fire Footwear. Welcome back to Fire Footwear, everybody. As always, this is your host, Matt Freitz. I want to welcome everybody who is new, everybody who is old. This show is made for you and is because of you, and I hope that everybody is doing well. The other day, I was going about my business, and I got a text message from a good friend who was a listener of this show, and he wanted to let me know that there was going to be a shock drop of the reimagined Jordan 4 black and red colorway. This is something that had been rumored on social media and had been confirmed not only by Nike, but other outlets on social media. It got me to thinking about the idea of a shock drop. I went to the shock drop about 20 minutes late, ended up copying the shoes. They came the other day as of this recording and all is well and good in the world. But the idea of shock drops. Back in the day, they used to be something that were used as a heater for a real release. The idea of shock has to do with something being surprising or something being sudden and the whole point of a shock drop in my opinion was so that people would have to be at the right place at the right time so that they could cop these shoes many times they were not the other point of a shock drop is obviously to heat up a future release and how do they do that well a shock drop obviously traffics in hype many things that happen in sneaker culture traffic in hype But I think the main ingredient of a shock drop that is 100% necessary to heat up a future release is the fear of missing out. And I have to admit, obviously it's the main ingredient for many other factors in sneaker culture. You're not going to obviously want to go to every single release unless people are talking about it, unless you see that people have something that you don't. It is really what has made the resale market so successful. The purpose of a shock drop also is to give people this idea that they have another opportunity to cop. Not only do you have your official release day, but you also have the shock drop. Shock drops were intended to not be known about until they actually happened. That's the whole point of shock. You want to be in the right place at the right time. These companies need to drive up hype. How do they do that? Well, they have a release that they don't announce. They just drop the shoes And the people who are ready and able to cop those shoes at that exact moment are lucky enough to be able to cop those shoes. So what happens then? Then those people post about their shoes. They talk about their shoes. All of these things happen that then lead people to salivate for the future release. But if you think about it pre-social media, if you think about it even pre-internet era, the idea of a shock drop really didn't exist. At least I don't think that it existed in the way that we know it today. People knew about releases. They would go wait in line at a store. That's how it would work. When the internet came about, companies were able to do a lot more in terms of how they could innovate their release schedule. Shock drops were a great opportunity to do that. And once social media became naturally woven into the fabric of sneaker culture, I do believe that shock drops became even more important because now you could use social media as a way to further the fear of missing out. Without that FOMO, there's no way that people continue to love sneakers the way that they do. Because I believe, and even having received feedback from my sneaker resolution episode where I talked about how we should buy less and enjoy more, I honestly had a lot of people tell me there's no way that I could stop buying or buy less. Because when I see somebody who has something, I'm going to want that shoe. There's just no way. And I'm here to tell you that you need to start thinking about your priorities a little bit differently because there's no way that you're going to cop every single one of these shoes. Until recently, the idea of FOMO had been pretty common with shock drops because I believe the companies had gone through all the exercises to make sure that these shock drops were truly shocking. They were sudden. They were surprising. And people honestly developed stories around, hey, when I was able to hit on that shock drop, And as I was going through the motions of the shock drop with the reimagined bread 4s, and I was thinking about it, I realized that I think the concept of a shock drop is dead today. And I'm not saying that to be a hater, but if you think about the idea of announcing a shock drop, that's not really how it was ever intended to work. Shock drops are supposed to be surprising. So when Nike is announcing these things as coming on the sneakers app, And then you go to Complex and other outlets that are talking about it and confirming this is the date that it's gonna happen and not even just the date, the exact time, it no longer becomes shocking. It just becomes another date on the calendar that we are circling so that we remember to be at our phone, at our computer, our desktop, whatever, in order to cop these sneakers. It's no longer shocking anymore. It just becomes another opportunity. But one thing that I talked about when I talked about exclusive access in sneakers is that this is not just another opportunity to cop. It's just all the same stock that they're using in different ways. So if you got it on the shock drop, chances are you're not exactly going to have more of an opportunity to catch it on the larger release because it's not as if they're going to have even more stock that they would have already had. So they're taking stock from the main stock and using it for the shock drop, and that's fine. But I think it gives people the idea that they can cop twice when... Really, the math is not in our favor. It just depends on how much demand there is for a shoe. Now, with this shock drop, I was there 20 minutes late and was able to cop a pair. So how shocking is that? And I got to thinking about examples of shock drops that have really redefined history. And actually, one of them just took place recently this month at the Grammys. Travis Scott is synonymous with sneaker culture, as you all know. And Travis Scott, in my opinion, has become a little bit stale. That's what happens when you release all the same Jordan 1 lows. But I believe he did something innovative by actually having a true shock drop. Travis Scott was performing at the Grammys and while he was performing on his own website, they dropped an extremely, extremely limited run of his brand new silhouette that's going to be coming out. I think there was hundreds of pairs, maybe 500 at the most. People didn't find out about it until right when it happened, they got to that website and they were ready to go. There may have been outlets that may have had some insider information that it may happen, But the general public didn't even know about it until well after. Until, of course, the release was over, the shoes are sold out, we all had absolutely no chance. What has that done now? Well, going on social media, you find out that people are just enraged that they didn't know about it, and they are even more excited about the release happening later this year. Not only is there excitement about a new silhouette, not only is there excitement because Travis Scott is involved, but now they have heated the flu a little bit by having this shock drop, this true shock drop, and now people want to get their hands on these shoes. The resale prices are ridiculous. People are even paying for them now, forgetting that there's gonna be a release later on. That is a shock drop done the right way, and it is a shock drop done for the right reasons. I think Travis Scott is smart. He understood the assignment. He saw that his popularity was waning. Yes, Travis Scott shoes do sell. They do sell out. I'm not saying that. But if you go and look at the entirety of his collection and you look at the earlier silhouettes and colorways to the ones that have released in the last year, maybe year and a half, I think that you're seeing a dip. Oversaturation has a lot to do with what people are willing to pay in the secondary market. When the Jordan 1 High mochas came out, those hit like a ton of bricks. People still pay a lot of money for them. Now, a few years later, when you look at how many Jordan 1s he has released, yes, I understand that they're low tops but it makes it less desirable. So Travis Scott not only is making a new silhouette, which I think is a very, very smart move, and I think it's a great direction for him, but he has made it exclusive feeling by having this shock drop. That's how you get people excited. I talked about resale being necessary for people to be excited. Well, this is a good example of how to drive up resale and also drive up people's fear of missing out so that by the time this shoe actually releases, whether it's on his website or sneakers, they are gonna be ready to go and they are gonna eat up every single pair. Last week, Complex and other outlets were celebrating another shock drop that I believe is probably the most famous shock drop of all time, Obviously, if you've been in the game for a really long time, you may disagree. But I believe this one to be probably the most famed in terms of lore in sneaker culture. Kanye West had a very, very successful run with Nike. It was a very short period, almost like Gale Sayers' career in the NFL. But it was very successful with the Air Yeezy model, the Air Yeezy 1 and the Air Yeezy 2. Kanye, I believe, changed the sneaker game forever, even before he went to Adidas and created the Yeezy brand. And well after he had left that relationship, I think a lot of people thought that that was the end of it. There had been rumored colorways or samples that he had worn at concerts. And one famously was an all red pair of the Nike Air Yeezy Two. And all of a sudden, February 9th, 2014 on Twitter, Nike tweets, the Nike Air Yeezy Two is available with a link that they could go to. This just about broke Twitter. It just about broke the internet and it damn near broke sneaker culture. That's why I say it's one of the most famous shock drops of all time, if not the famous shock drop of all time, because nobody knew it was coming. A lot of people thought that the ship had sailed at this point and that Nike was just going to stop everything that they were doing with the Nike Air Yeezy 2. And then all of a sudden, through a simple tweet, people find out the shoe is available. And at this point now, 10 years on, it has become one of the most desirable unicorns in sneaker collecting. The Red October Air Yeezy 2 is probably one of the most popular Yeezys ever. And it's all because of that shock drop. Again, they understood the assignment. And yes, they obviously were just going to get rid of this inventory. Kanye had moved on all of the factors that went into it. But it's the execution and how they did it. And they successfully shocked the world. That's what you need. And I think that's a true shock drop. And when you think about the Red Octobers, the reason why their lore and their desirability has crept up and just become ridiculously high over the years, it's because of the story behind how they dropped. If Nike had just dropped these shoes regularly, nobody's really talking about them as much. I think that they would still be popular, but I think when you look at them compared to the other things that Yeezy did during his time at Nike, the reason these are the most talked about and the most coveted is because there is a story behind them. And that's all because of a shock drop fast forward to today companies are announcing shock drops are they really shock drops anymore i think that's a fair question to ask i think nowadays a lot of terminology that we use in sneakers has become a little bit outdated and perhaps that's a future episode that we can talk about some of those terms but i think shock drops now are pretty much done i think that if nike is going to announce them and even other companies are going to announce them ahead of the real release that's happening officially later this year, that's not really a shock drop. Not to mention, the shock drop is so close to the real release that doesn't really make it impactful. A lot of people were able to cop, which means they're probably not going to cop when the real release comes around. Maybe it gives people an opportunity who didn't get them on the shock drop, but my whole beef here is that we need to stop calling it a shock drop. It's a pre-drop. That's really all that it is. It's not like exclusive access where you have to have met certain criteria to get it. A shock drop is, boom, they're available, go ahead and get them. It's just a small fraction of the entirety of the stock, but it's obviously an opportunity. It's just not a shocking, stunning, or surprising opportunity. And so I think we need to move on from this concept or Nike needs to go back and make it fun again. Redo shock drops the way that they used to happen. Just release them. Don't tell anybody, announce it right that second. That's gonna drive sneaker culture crazy, it's gonna drive the hype up, and I believe it's gonna bring fun back to the sneaker community and fun back to the sneaker game, because I think that's something that is entirely lacking right now. And yes, the availability is awesome, but for many people, it's the chase. And shock drops allow us to actually chase something that we covet. But before we get to the end, now we're gonna get to the release of the week. release of the week where i like to highlight a shoe that has caught my eye it's not always hyped maybe today's is semi-hyped but it's just something that i want you to know about And this week there is no shoe that i could talk about other than the reimagined jordan 4 black and red and honestly the reason that that is the case is because after getting them in hand and i will do an extensive review on them at some point they are worth your money they are better than the original i said it And I believe that they are a well-executed shoe. The materials are great. The fit is great. Everything about it is great. They are worth your money. I do believe they're gonna be available, but you don't wanna wait. Go ahead and get it when they release on February 17th. They're totally worth your money. And I think what's gonna happen with some of these reimagined silhouettes and colorways, I think people 10 years from now, are going to regret passing on them in this moment. And I think they're gonna almost become grails for people years down the road. So don't miss the opportunity, go ahead and get your pair now. How do you feel about shock drops? Do you think that they're still what they once were? Or do you think that they need to be rebranded entirely? Get in touch with the show, at firefootwearpod is the handle on Instagram. If you wanna find the show on TikTok, at firefootwearpod is the handle facebook fire footwear a sneaker podcast is what you would search if you're an audio listener and you want to watch on youtube look for the link in the podcast description fire footwear a sneaker podcast with matty ice is what you would search don't forget to hit like and subscribe and all that fun stuff i hope this finds everybody well i hope this finds everybody safe and i will see you next time this is fire footwear The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freitz and his guests, and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freitz and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.